I am now, last year, am I able to say that I know God more? I've gotten closer to God. I've become a better person, a better husband, a better father, a better Christian. And if I'm able to say that, then I know that I'm progressing, right? I'm, uh, at least I'm going for it. It may not be as fast as I want, or like I may not have made the advancement as I would have loved, but at least I am making progress. And that's um, where we all want to be. You don't want that at the end of the year, you look back at your life and it's like, um, I haven't really known God any better than I did last year. You mean so the whole year passed and you didn't even get any closer to God? You don't want that. And if it is like that, then between now and the end of the year, you can make a difference. Right? A lot can happen between now, today is about 16th, and 31st, talking of two weeks. A lot can happen in two weeks that couldn't happen in the whole year, if you determine that to you. But my encouragement to all of you is, by the 31st December, you should be making a certain resolution and commitment that 2019 will be the best year of your life in terms of getting close to God. Like the best. Like getting close to God. Like the, the coming year, you want it to be your heart cry. In your own way. I mean, it's not like ask everybody copying. We all find God differently. You get it. We all seek God in our own different and unique ways. Some are very expressive, emotional, whatever. But however yours is, quiet, silent, still make sure you are finding God. That's the most important thing. And so between now and, 20 and 2019, you want to bring yourself to that place that you'll be able to say, I am beginning this New Year journey with a certain resolution in my heart that I will find God for myself. I will find God for myself okay I made that decision long long time ago when I was you people your age when my pastor pointed at me and he said do you know that God can be known he told me that do you know that God can be known he challenged me he said if God can be known then I want to know him so I decided that yeah, I go to church, whatever. I don't want to be just like everybody else who goes to church. I want to be intentional. So when the pastor is preaching, I pick my Bible. I write the notes. And I go home. I'm reading the verses. I do something different. Different from what everybody else is doing. That's the only way you can make a difference. You know the definition of insanity? Doing this. Yes, tell me. And expecting a different result doing the same thing over and over again and yet expecting a different result. That's the definition of insanity. So if this is the way I've been seeking God all my life and I'm still going to continue in that same way and expect that all of a sudden I will get to know God, um, no, it doesn't happen that way. You have to do something different if you want a different experience. Okay? That's just um, appetizer. We're yet to get into the main meal. I've been cooking for you guys since morning. Let's pray. Let's get into a time of prayer. 
We prayed this prayer last week. I want us to pray it again. Daniel chapter 1 verse 17. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Daniel had understanding. God gave them. God gave them. God gave them. Now, do you know God can give you something that will make you different in the whole world? God can give you just a gift to put you on top. Just one gift put you on top. Nobody can beat you because of that one gift. He says, as for these four boys, God gave them. And the Bible says, you do not have because you do not ask. But if you will ask God right now, give me understanding in visions, in dreams, so that I will understand when you speak to me, so that I can hear you and understand what you are telling me, make a difference in your life. So that's our prayer. Pray for the spirit of understanding to rest on you, to give you understanding in all dreams and visions, so that you will not only understand the dreams and visions you have, but your friend at school tells you, hey, you know, I had a dream last night. And da, 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 da. And all of a sudden you understand what dream they had. And you tell them, this is the meaning of your dream. You need to take care of this and this and that. I want that gift. Let's close our eyes as we pray. Talk to God. Talk to God. Hola paradosh. Shambalos kesolo frotikamas. Give me understanding in all visions oh father oh god i pray for understanding in all visions and dreams manto caralamandos the spirit of understanding to open up my understanding and give me divine insight into puzzling dreams puzzling visions Kelos marintos vetomrandis kishosovotias salama halos kesumbenoriatabaya. Open my understanding, O God. Open the understanding of everyone in here. Grant unto the youth the spirit of understanding to understand all visions and dreams. Laroshki palandes kesubrateles. As you gave unto those four boys, give unto this youth the spirit of understanding in all visions and dreams. I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. If you really want this, I want you to lift, lift your two hands. As you are seated, just lift your two hands. If you really want it, if you, I mean, if you, you're not so much into it, just feel free you don't have to lift up your hands but if you really want it there is a there is a certain distribution of this gift right now we receive the spirit of understanding into all visions and dreams thank you lord your eyes will be open and you will see the things the Lord is showing you. 
as young Jeremiah, when he saw the things the Lord was showing him, so will you also see all that God is showing you. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to take our next prayer. He says, he gives one person the power to perform miracles. He, he being God. Is it hot in here? A bit. It's okay? All right. He gives one person the power, the power to perform miracles, and another the ability to prophesy. Then he gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Remember last week we talked about if you will be able to interpret dreams correctly, you have to have the ability to discern familiar spirits to be able to tell this vision or this dream is coming from the devil or this one is coming from God. You need that ability. It's a divine ability. It's a God-given ability. You know when I say something is God-given, you understand? It means you don't work for it. God gives it. And everything that God gives, if you don't ask, you don't get. You do not have because you do not ask. James talks about that. So, I'm going to ask the Spirit of God to grant us the ability to discern. It's called, it's a spiritual gift. The name of that gift is called discerning of spirits. The gift of discerning of spirits so that you have the ability to discern whether a message is from God or from another spirit. You know, it's not every church that they preach God's message. You know that, right? When you have the Spirit of God in you, and especially you have this gift of preaching, you can just go into a quote-unquote church, and you don't have to even hear them preach, or hear them sing, or do anything. Just by entering there, you'll be able to tell that the Spirit that is operating in this place is not God's Spirit. Right? And then you'll be saved from deception. You'll be saved from getting all unnecessary demons who are in the place. Alright? So let's pray for this gift. Discerning of spirits. Holy Spirit, give me the gift of discerning of spirits so that I can tell whether a message is from God or from another spirit. Let's pray. Lora plandos crafelo pradisotemos. The gift of discerning of spirits. The gift of discerning of spirits. Sholabra diske sutamayas. Lemfaraboshe bahasokias. The gift of discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits. Mahalos koboroshe. That we should never be confused again the gift of discerning of spirits, that we will know exactly when God has spoken and when God has not spoken. The gift of discerning of spirits, karadosh, that none of these will be deceived, my Lord, I pray. 
let none of these young ones be deceived by another spirit in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus we thank you Lord we thank you Lord can I ask Nick to pray for us I don't know about you, but I feel God's presence here. Yeah. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. God is here. Okay, God is here in his fullness. We want to continue our discussion on dreams. We've been talking about dreams. We started off by looking at Job 33, verse 14 which says, God may speak in one way or in another, yet man may not perceive it. And in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction in order to turn man from his deed or his purpose, his plan, his way, and conceal pride from man. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. So we saw that, one, God does speak to us. God is not some abstract force somewhere in the universe who doesn't care about us. No, he is actually intimately involved in every detail of your life, right? In so much that he goes the extra step to try to get your attention every time to speak to you. Even those who don't believe in Jesus, God tries to get their attention and speaks to them through visions and dreams. And we saw that dreams is one of the most common ways that God speaks to everybody. But the sad thing is, when God speaks, man or us, we don't perceive it. You see, he says, yet man does not perceive it. In other words, he does not even realize that God is speaking to me. So they have a dream in the night, and they wake up, and they think, oh, I just had a dream. It was just a dream. But they don't even realize that, no, God was actually trying to speak to you about something through that dream. But man does not perceive it. And that's why we're studying this whole series that, hey, God's been speaking to you, but you have to be able to train your ears to know God's voice and to know the symbols and languages and, and how God speaks. Okay, and why is that important? Because when you hear God speaking to you, you will be able to be instructed. He will give you guidance. This nice, beautiful, attractive young lady who is coming to you, Joshua, 
very beautiful. Um, which one do you like, light-skinned or dark-skinned? Light-skinned. <laughs> light-skinned. See, light-skinned with uh, curly hair or straight one? Curly. Curly. You see? <laughs> and it's coming to you talking so nice. Hello, Joshua. <laughs> you see, just the voice alone confuses you. <laughs> and you have no idea that that is the devil incarnate <laughs> coming to you. But in a dream, God speaks to you at night. Whilst you were so obsessed with this wonderful, beautiful lady, God gives you a dream and you see this lady with a knife to your throat, cutting your throat in a dream. And then you wake up. You see, when you don't perceive it, you will say, oh, what kind of nightmare is this? And then you just forget it. But you don't know, God is telling you that this person that you are trying to get along with, literally, she's going to cut off your truth. In other words, your life is going to be in hell if you go along with her. But if you perceive it and you get instruction from that dream, and then you say, um, I don't understand it, but I think God must be speaking to me. I don't want to have anything to do with this person again. Did I tell you about my experience with I told you about um, a text message from heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Did I tell you about the other dream about this same person? No. Coming to Canada. I told you about that one. Yeah. And then I knew. So I personally know that God had his calling upon my life to do his work, right? And I knew coming here that God's work for me was here. So it, this was all before I got married, right? So I was very particular. Whoever I'm going to marry must be willing to stay with me where God wants me to be. Because if you don't want to me, I'm not going to chase after you and forget about my God, right? And so all along, this person that I've been dating, I made sure she was aware and I talked to her. This is my calling. This is, uh, I'm, even though I'm in school and whatever, ultimately I'll do God's work. And when I'm doing God's work, my family has to be with me, wherever I am, whether in the moon or <laughs> under the ocean, wherever I'm going to be, my family has to be with me. And this person was in agreement. You see, so the relation was going on. And I'm not, I'm not talking of an unbeliever. I'm talking of a Christian, a very nice Christian, uh, what? Light skinned, <laughs> curly or, or straight hair lady. She's not light skinned anyway. But <laughs> the issue is, God spoke to me in a dream. Where in the dream, I was asking her, Will you come to Canada with me? And she said, No, in the dream. So when I woke up, the Holy Spirit said to me, Ask her that question. So I called her on the phone. Then I asked her, yeah, I know we have talked about this before and you have said you will be here, but I want to ask you again, are you willing to come? And she said, no. And I said, thank you. <laughs> and that was the end of the relationship. Wow. Right? Did you break up with her or you didn't really? Oh, I did. I broke up with her. 
Yeah. As difficult as it is, I had to say, I'm sorry, but I told you before that whoever I get married to must be with me. And it's, it, for me, it's a sign that you are not the one. So I'm sorry. I believe that your, your real husband is waiting for you somewhere. And my real wife is also waiting for me somewhere. So let's say bye-bye and then we'll, we might meet another time. But for now, uh, we, have to, we have to say bye-bye. So in a dream, I got instruction. And I saved my life from age, a lot of hell. Right now, I'm just enjoying my marriage. I'm so happy, happy the happiest married man ever. You know, for a very understanding wife. That's why I can be with you guys. It's not very easy, but Frida understands the work and allows me to commit my time to it. So in a dream, God can instruct you. You want to apply to this university, but God can instruct you. Don't go to that university. Go to this other one. And if you perceive it, it will save your life. Then another benefit of a dream is that he protects you also in a dream. God can protect you, literally, in a dream where your life can be saved from death or an accident. Okay? Just by listening. And that's why everything we've talked about, in fact, personally, I mean, I said, you said I said that last week. Personally, we've talked about a lot of things this year. I think this is the most important series I've touched on. Right? For all of you guys. And if you have missed it, I've been recording it. I'm yet to upload it on the podcast. I'll send the link. Make sure you play it and play it over and over again. That's how I listen to God's word. I, I never listen to God's word once. You won't get anything. You will forget. You won't. Hey. If you just listen to preaching once, you are not growing. You have to play it over and over again. You know what the Bible says? It says, once has God spoken Twice have I heard, power belongs to God. In other words, when God speaks once, you don't listen to it once. You can't get him. When God's, God's, God's words is full of mystery. Even in a dream, even when you have one dream, you see how difficult it is to understand a dream? Because God speaks in mystery. So you have to listen over, play it again, play it again. And then as you are playing it, then pop, the, the mystery just opens up and then you get it. Then you are growing. All right, let's move on. So that's from the first time. We talked also about the sources of dreams. There are three sources of dreams. The flesh, the devil, and then also God. Right? And then we talked about how the filthiness of the flesh can open you up to demonic dreams. Right? As you <coughs> allow sin to overcome your life, you open yourself up to all sorts of weird nasty dreams that have nothing to do with you should not you shouldn't be having those dreams but just because some lustful thoughts you allow it to settle in your heart and some pornography here or some insulting somebody there fighting with this person I'm not talking to this person or getting yourself involved with the occult so we talked about horoscopes <laughs> right what okay Getting yourself involved with, uh, with, with horoscopes or some form of occultic activity, 
like mediums, psychics, those things open you up to demonic dreams, which you shouldn't be having as a child of God. Now, I said, occasionally, the devil does not play according to the rules. So no matter how good you are, occasionally some demonic dream will, will, will come in. But today, we'll talk about how you can respond to some of those dreams when you do have them. Okay? Um, yes? Uh huh. you see? Her nose is very sensitive. Can you, I, 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 it's hot. I'm feeling hot. I don't know why you guys are not feeling hot. Isaac, can you turn it down? It's hot? Yeah. Isaac, turn it down. Put it to like 60. Put it to 60. So what was I saying? That was before. So, so I said, we'll talk about how you can respond to those demonic dreams. And then we talked about what you need. Last week, we talked about what you need to interpret dreams correctly. Because last week, we talked about interpreting dreams. And there were four things that we talked about that you need to interpret dreams correctly. Who remembers? The what? The gift of the who? Discerning spirits. Okay, yeah. That was the last one. Yeah. The Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God. Yes, you need the Spirit of God. And then what else? Remember something about Daniel and Joseph? What did they have? Oh, a pure spirit. A pure spirit or an excellent spirit. Spirit of holiness. So much so that Joseph had a scholarship. Do you know what a scholarship is? He had a scholarship from Potiphar's wife. A scholarship. He didn't have to tell her that he liked her. She told him that she liked him. Guys, that is called a scholarship. Where the lady just comes to you and says, I like you. I want you. Right? Joseph, a young man in Potiphar's house, and his madam tells him, I like you. I want you. I want to be in bed with you. And he's a slave in the home. But he determines, I am not going to. You can kill me. I don't care. I am not going to do this and sin against God. And the woman waits for a time when nobody is in the home and she tells him, look, there's nobody here. It's just you and I. Nobody is going to see. And he says, I don't care. God sees. I'm not going to do this and sin against God. And she told a lie about him. They put Joseph in prison. He didn't care. So the point is, you must determine to live right. Whether somebody sees or nobody sees is not a point. If you are alone with your phone in the washroom, you must have enough controls in your heart that you don't end up sinning with your phone in the washroom. Do you get what I'm saying? You have to keep your heart pure. There's a scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, Verse 1, you guys check it out. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. It says, Dearly beloved, 
Having therefore these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from the filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Is that the scripture? I want you to see if, if I'm quoting correctly or not. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Where's your Bible? Grab it. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Dearly beloved, is it right? Yeah. Having therefore these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from the filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Yeah. Perfecting holiness. You see, if you fear God, you will run away from sin. It's when you don't fear God that you play with sin. So, I want to challenge all of you. 2019, make it one of your results. See what we put there? This is our theme scripture as youth. A people clean in heart and on fire with good works. A lot of the time, what thing that saddens my heart amongst Christians, a lot of people go to church, you know, but the people that do the weirdest, nasty things are those same people who come to church. Because, yeah, because our holiness and righteousness is all on the outside, what people can see. So when you see them, they are nice church people, like they never do anything, but their hearts, if God were to open up the hearts of people to you, you will vomit. Why, why are all these things going on in your heart? And all these filthy thoughts, you know? So you be an exceptional Christian where not only you keep yourself holy on the outside, but you keep yourself pure on the inside. A people clean in hearts. The part that nobody sees. God said to someone, Human beings look on the outside, but I, the Lord, I look at the heart. That's how come God liked David. His heart was pure. Amen? So, you need the Spirit of God. You need an excellent spirit. That's the one we're talking about. An excellent spirit. Daniel had it. He refused to defile himself with the food that was offered to idols. And Joseph also had it, an excellent spirit. You also need knowledge of the scriptures because there are some dreams that God will show you. It is actually the Bible being displayed to you in pictures. So if you don't know the Bible, you will never understand the dream. Okay? And then the ability to discern familiar spirits. Now, all that introduction brings us into today's lesson. Responding to dreams. Responding to dreams. When you dream... What should be your response to your dream? What do you do with your dream after you have had it? Amen. Yes, Nana. You pray about it, yes. You cast the demons from your dreams, yes. You also like look in your Bible to see if anything matches up with it. You look in your Bible to see if anything matches up with it. Uh-huh. How are you going to know? Uh -huh. No, look into everything. No, just like, just look. Maybe something will come forward. Yeah. You Google and find out? Yeah. Okay. What else? How do you respond to your dreams after you've had it? Observe. 
parents. You tell your parents, okay? I told you when I was five years old a dream that I had and I saw Jesus coming in his no. with all the angels no. in heaven. He was coming in his throne. Can you explain how the angels looked? I don't remember how they looked actually. I, I, I saw them all from afar. But the, thing, the dream was like this. So my, I was sleeping in bed in the bedroom. My parents and the rest of our family were in the balcony, oh. sitting in the balcony. I told you before? Okay. So they were sitting in the balcony, and the balcony is open, you know, in Ghana, so it's open to the atmosphere, right? So as they were sitting there, the heavens were open, and Jesus was sitting on the throne, coming down with plenty of angels coming with him as they were coming down. So as they were coming down, then I woke up. And as I woke up, I saw just as in the dream, my family were sitting at the balcony. They were exactly seated that way at the balcony, all of them. And I was five. So I quickly walked there. And then I asked, where is Jesus? He was coming. Like, where is Jesus? And, of course, my, my other sister was laughing. But my mom quickly knew that I had seen a dream. And then she told me, calmed me down, told me it was a dream. But then after, when I realized it was, because I so thought it was real, and that it was a dream that then I became afraid as a child because I was only a child. I became afraid. I didn't see his face. I didn't see his face. But in the dream, I knew that was him. I've had another dream that I've gone up, ascended the stairs. And at the top of the stairs was God. It was full of light. But I knew it was God. As I ascended the stairs, ascended, ascended, and got to him, he opened his arms and embraced me. And it was like an electric shock. Shaking, shaking. And then I woke up in bed, shaking. It's a nice dream. It's an amazing dream. Yeah, you wake up in bed and then my, my whole body was literally shaking. At the power of God. I've had countless dreams of divine encounters. And I pray that you guys will have Double all those kind of encounters. How do you respond to dreams? How do you know that the dream you have had um, calls for this kind of response? Okay? So some of them you guys have talked about. Uh, there are seven responses, different responses. So by all means, they are not exhaustive, but they are the ones that I feel is relevant for, for us and covers pretty much everything we need to know. I encourage you to pay attention. If you don't have a notebook, I encourage you to write things down on your phone. Don't check your text messages. But um, take some notes. Write some scriptures or make sure you get the podcast when it comes out. So, number one, compare it to the Word of God. Number two, listen to the witness or testimony of the Spirit. Number three, Destroy negative dreams by condemning it. Number four, empower positive dreams by talking about it. Number five, prepare towards the fulfillment of your dream. So preparation. Prepare towards the fulfillment of your dream. Number six, patiently wait for the fulfillment of the dream. 
patiently wait for the fulfillment of the dream. Number seven, act in faith in response to your dream. We're going to talk about each of these one by one, one by one. So if you didn't capture it all, don't worry, you'll see it again. So number one, compare it to the word of God. Compare it to the word of God. That's what we're looking at. If you have a dream, one of the first things you want to know is compare it to God's word. You know, I'll tell you a joke before we go on. You know, there are those people who read the Bible randomly. So you close your eyes, you close the Bible, close your eyes, and then, boom, and then you open it. And wherever your eyes fall, you read it and say, this must be God's word to me. How many of you have done that before? Right? So there was this, there was this guy who was doing that, closed his Bible, and opened it. And you know what he saw? He saw, and Judas hanged himself. <laughs> and so he said, mm, what, what must this be? Okay, then he closed, he closed it again. Boom. Then he opened to another place. You know what he saw? Go thou and do likewise. <laughs> and then he said, ah, what's this? Okay, then he closed it again. And then he opened it. And then he saw another scripture. That which you are doing, do it quickly. <laughs> so, if that should happen to you, would you then conclude that God must be telling me to go hang myself and do it quickly? Now, I'm, I'm telling you that for you to realize that as much as, yeah, it's possible that you would open your Bible and realize that God is speaking to you directly from it, you have to read the Bible in a systematic way to actually get what God's Word is saying. And you have to bring yourself to that place to be able to then compare your dreams to Scripture. Otherwise, you will not be able to match it properly to the Word of God. Let's look at what the Bible says on this. In Isaiah chapter 8, verse 19 to 20, can I have Judah to read for me? And when they say to you, seek those who are mediums and wizards, who whisper and mutter, should not, should not people seek their God? Should they seek the dead on behalf of the living, to the law and to the testimony? If they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Amen. It says, there are some people who are saying, yeah, you've had, you've had some dream or some, you've, had, you've had something you don't understand. And people are trying to encourage you to go to the psychic, go to the medium, let them explain to you. Or maybe uh, consult the dead. Let the dead tell you who is living what to do. How does that make sense? How can people who are dead be instructing you who is alive what to do? Right? And his, the scripture is telling us that when they are telling you to do this, it is because there is no light in them. They are not speaking according to the word of God. Rather, what they should, people should advise you to do is that you should seek your God to the law and to the testimony. So one of the first things you want to do when you have a mysterious revelation or a dream or vision, one of the first things is to lay it side by side to God's word. What is God's word saying? 
For instance, someone who is married, um, someone who is married was there. This is a, real, a true story, okay? It's not a made-up story. True story. A married pastor, a married man of God, had a church member, a lady, come to him and tell him that she saw in a dream, she was being told in a dream, that this other married man in the church, the wife that she is married to, the woman she's married to, or the woman he is married to, is not his real wife. And their marriage is only registered on earth, but not in heaven. And that the real wife is her, the one who was having the dream. And so she is working on, on it so that she can get the, that man because that is her real husband. Now, and she had, a, she had a dream. Like she actually had that dream. It's not like she's making it up. Right? Now, if you, if you have such a dream which is telling you that your real husband is the husband of this other woman, Will you conclude that God is speaking to you that go and get somebody's husband? No. Why? Because. Uh-huh. Why? How do you know? Did she say wait? Can I talk? Maybe did she can I talk? Did she say that God said that um what's it called? Their marriage is not real. It's only real on earth but not in heaven. Uh-huh. But there's no marriage in heaven, right? Uh, but it's not registered in heaven. Yeah. It's oh, not in heaven's books. Uh -huh, that's what she said. That's why, what I do. But Michaela nails something. Says it may be a dream of her flesh. Maybe she's already interested in the man, and so you have a dream like that. Yes. And the Bible, I'm pretty sure it says that Jesus says that when a man and woman get married, they're one. Exactly. Aha, uh -huh. that is the scripture that is relevant. What God has put together, let no man put asunder. Right? So God himself is against breaking apart. Why would he tell somebody that these people who are married, go and break their marriage? Because you are the real wife. <coughs> God cannot contradict himself. So the moment you have such a dream, or somebody tells you something like that, you know... This is not in line with God's word. Yes. What if you actually marry someone you're not supposed to? What if you're actually married to somebody you're not supposed to? As long as you are married, as long as the marriage has happened, God's hand is with it. That is why before you marry, you have to take all the pain and all the time to make sure you are taking the right step. The moment you guys decide and you marry, God stands by it. God will never break it. What God has put together, let no man... God will be against anybody who tries to break a marriage because they think that you are married to the wrong person. No. All these things that they do in the court, God doesn't approve that we are not compatible. What do you mean we are not compatible? It's not like... There's nothing like that in God's books. Okay? So, I tell you a dream that somebody shared with me in, when I was in high school. When I was in high school, I was so into God to all the things of God. I was in the choir. I was singing in the choir at the time, and I was the prayer secretary of the choir. And there was this lady in the choir, 
who had just come. I was probably in second or third year, and she had just come. Like, Josh, very beautiful lady. Very beautiful lady, light-skinned, curly hair, like, with glasses. Very beautiful lady. Okay. Anyway, and then she comes to me and says, um, I had a dream. I had a dream last night, and in my dream, I was having a wedding, and you know who I was getting wedded to? It was you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, and then, and you know, remember what I was telling you about the descending of spirits. So even before she came to tell me about this dream, the moment she joined the choir, I immediately knew that she was coming to the choir with another spirit. So even before she came to tell me her dream, I already had marked her out, right? That don't take anything serious from her. So when she told, she told me the dream, then I said, well, it could mean many things. It could be that God is giving you that dream to give you a, an idea that you have to start praying about your marriage, right? And me being the prayer secretary of the choir, maybe it's just a symbolic thing to tell you that you have to start praying about your marriage. And they said, okay, then that's it. The dream didn't go anywhere. And I made sure I kept my distance from her because even though she's telling me a dream, I'm also being instructed by that dream. The point is, if you don't have God's word that will tell you as a young man, you are in school, right? The Bible says in Psalms, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse and make his way pure? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. You know, young men, it is not by firm decision in your mind that I'm going to be pure, that you'll be pure. Ah, there are many people who have determined in themselves, I'm going to live right, I'm going to be pure, I'm going to be faithful to my wife when I get married, I'm going to be the best. You, if you can sit the men in the church, even just even the men in the church, you sit them down one by one and start to interview them. When you were growing up, your life right now, is this what you plan to be? They will begin to tell you that, no, I really wanted to be a better husband. I really wanted to be a better father. I really wanted to be a better this. But somehow, they have ended up in a messy situation. Because what will help you to be holy and pure is not by your determination. It's by God's word that you keep in your heart. He said, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not what? Sin against you. That's why I memorize scripture. Me, I memorize scripture not because I want to preach. I didn't, all these scriptures I didn't memorize today. Long time ago, to keep it in my heart. I tell you another scripture that I memorized. The Bible says, the one, it says, how can you walk on hot coals and your feet will not be bent? Or how will you scoop coals of fire in your bosom and your bosom will not be bent? It's a scripture in Proverbs. And that scripture was talking about how you will not escape if you get yourself involved with the adulterous woman. You won't escape. You will say, oh, I'm just flirting. And the person is just passing by. Nobody sees. And you're just looking at the person and just flirting in your, in your mind. <laughs> right? And nobody sees. The Bible says, Proverbs says, you will not escape. Your, your feet will be bent. Your clothes will be bent. 
Today, nobody will see it, but just give it five years, six years, seven years from now, and then you realize your life is in a mess just because of that action. Just from flirting with someone in your head? Yes. Because that flirting will advance. It will never stay as flirting. It will advance. I read a book. Have you guys read a book about the shark? Have you read the shark? No. We watched the movie, right. The guy that wrote that book that made the movie, he, so he's a Christian, right? He's a Christian, fine Christian man who got married and everything. His whole life became a mess because of adultery. Even whilst he was a fine Christian man. He got into adultery. Flirting, it all started with flirting. One thing led to another, one thing led to another. And before you realize your life is in a mess, and you, you talk to them, and they'll tell you, I don't even know how my life got here. Is that the movie that his daughter, that man's daughter, when she died? Yep. 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 Yeah, that's the shark. Okay. So, God's word is important. Okay? The second thing is listen to the witness or testimony of the Spirit. Listen to the witness or testimony of the Spirit. Now, when you're a child of God, you have the Spirit of God in you, whether you speak in tongues or not. Very important point you must, you must remember. Whether you speak in tongues or not, the Spirit of God is where? Inside of you. Okay? Spirit of God is inside of you. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. And so, one of the marks of a child of God is someone who is led by the Holy Spirit. To be led by the Holy Spirit is that you can hear His voice guiding and directing your life. You are not your own master. The Holy Spirit is your master. Now, the Bible says, in um, John, First John chapter 5, verse 7 to 8. Liz, can you read for me? For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and the Spirit, and the Right. Amen. Amen. There are three that testify on earth. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the water, and the blood. I don't want to talk about the other two. Let's focus on the Holy Spirit. So, this scripture is saying that the Holy Spirit is one who testifies on earth. Right? When we talk of someone who testifies, it's someone who witnesses. A witness in the court, when there's an accident, there's a car accident, and then, Nadell, you are pulled to the witness stand. Can you tell us what happened? What do you think the judge is expecting to hear from you? The truth. So a witness is supposed to witness to the truth, not something they make up. So that if somebody, other, another person is there and they talk of something that is not true, the witness should come into the stand and say, I was there, this was what I saw, what this other person is saying is not true. Right? Now, if the Holy Spirit is the witness who testifies, this other scripture um, explains it even more. First John 2. Michaela, read for me. First John 2. The anointing which you have received from him, him abides in you, and you do not need that, need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Amen. Amen. 
He said, I have written these things to you so that you will not be deceived. There are some people who are trying to deceive you. So think of it this way. There are some spirits who are trying to deceive you by giving you some false dreams. Right? They're trying to deceive you. Bring in that nice looking gentleman in your dream, holding your hand, walking down the aisle. And then you think, oh, that must be my husband. But you don't know that was a, de a dream from a deceiving spirit. Right? And then he's saying, I've written these things to you concerning those who are trying to deceive you. But the anointing, so the anointing is talking about who? The Holy Spirit. He said, you have an anointing which you have received from him, and that anointing abides in you. That, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Right? And then it says, you do not need that anyone teach you. Doesn't mean that you don't come to church. That's not what it means. What it means is, you don't, you are not the type that whatever everybody says is what you take. That the real truth, the Holy Spirit inside of you will witness to that truth. So when I stand here and I teach you something, imagine I come to church and I'm teaching you guys that, hey guys, you know, the Bible talks about uh, the sin of fornication, but actually it's not really a sin. It's fine if you engage in fornication. As long as you're a young person, God understands. Now, if I'm preaching that to you, would you believe me? You know what fornication means, right? Okay. Now, if you hear me telling you that, will you believe me? Right. The, you see, the only reason why you will not believe me is when you also have a personal relationship with God. But if everything you know about God is what you have been told by others, it's easy for you to just take that and swallow, and then you'll be deceived. But where you also have a personal connection to God, you also meet with God every morning, you also talk to God, you read your Bible, you pray, immediately I say that the Holy Spirit in you will sound the alarm that mm, there's a question mark about what he's saying. There's something wrong about what he's saying. And then you go home and then you begin to check your Bible again. And you begin to make phone calls. You begin to talk to pastor. There's, the youth pastor came and was talking about these weird things. I don't think it's right. Tell me if I'm wrong. Right? And you begin to ask those questions. That alarm bell is the Holy Spirit. Is that that same anointing teaches you concerning all things. And it's true. And it's not a lie. So the Holy Spirit in you will sound the alarm when you have a dream. As nice as that dream may be, as divine as it may seem, the Holy Spirit will tell you quickly, this dream is not from me. Okay? Any question? Let's move on. I might stop at the fourth point so we can continue <coughs> next week. I mean, the week after. We'll figure out when we'll continue after we finish. The 23rd. They, they, everybody says they want to eat at the church banquet. We can finish at 12 too. Let's see. Let's see what we, we'll, we'll get through. Destroy negative dreams by condemning it. Destroy negative dreams by condemning it. This Point, very important. Destroy negative dreams by condemning it. 
one of the things you don't want to do when you have a negative dream is to not do anything about it. You absolutely don't want to do that. When you have a nightmare, you have a scary dream, you have some form of weird dream. I mean, one of the demonic dreams that a lot of people commonly have is when some people come to have sexual intercourse with them in their dream. It's a demonic dream. You shouldn't wake up and just not do anything about it. Never. You know why? Because between you and the devil, who is more powerful? You. You are. The Bible says, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. You understand? So, if you are there and a little ant comes by and looks at your face and insults you and you just look at the ant and smile, you haven't done very well. You have to put the ant where he is. He insults you? Yeah. You have to let the ant know that you can't come and come to my home and come and insult me in my bed. What do you mean? You get it? So, you destroy negative dreams by condemning it. In Isaiah 54, verse 17, the Bible says, this is a scripture you have to memorize. How many of us know this scripture? Oh, yes, it's on the Okay. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the sons of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. You can memorize scripture. I'm challenging you guys to memorize scripture. I started memorizing scripture when I was your age. Okay? If you listen to all those worldly, worldly songs, you cannot memorize scripture, I'm telling you. Really? I'm telling you. You can't. I made... See, I used to go in the shower. I, my, before I became very serious with God, I was still going to church, but before I became very serious with God, my sister was in high school. She wasn't so into God. She knew all those worldly songs. I used to tell her to send me the lyrics because at the time there wasn't internet that you guys send me. She was, you send me the lyrics. And when I'm taking my shower, that is when I will be learning the lyrics. Breathe again. Breathe again. That's an old song. You guys don't know it. Do you know it? You know it, right? See now, I don't even, now I don't even remember the lyrics. Uh, songs, songs by, um, yeah, that was who Tony Braxton. And then there was this song by Boys to Boys to Men. I've forgotten what it was. It's hard to say goodbye. That one or I'll make love to you. I used to learn all those lyrics. See, you see, I just remember all those lyrics now. I used to be in the shower and I would learn them. When I decided, like I was telling you, that just like I'm telling you that between now and next year, make a conscious decision that you are making a U-turn. I made that decision. I made that conscious decision that I am going to be serious with God. Yeah, I, go, I went to church, but I did all those stuff. I said, no, I'm going to be serious with God. And from today, me and those songs, out. You'll never catch me singing those. Never. You just sing it right now, Pastor. I'm telling you now. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. But I decided that never. And why? Because if you want God, you know, one thing about God is he doesn't want competition. That's why in Matthew 6.33, he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. The moment you don't make God first, forget it. He's not coming. He doesn't want competition. So he wants to be the only one who is there. I mean, young ladies, I told you guys before, you have this wealthy, rich husband who loves you so much, everything, will give you everything you want, right? But also says, I just, I just also like to spend time with all these young, young university girls. So in addition to you, I'll give you everything you want, but I just spend time with all these young, young university girls. Would you, would you still want to marry such a person? Yes. Eh? You won't. But, but he will give you everything you want. No. You still don't want it. I would still marry him. Wait, what do you mean when I say Beverly, go, go, a man that cheats on you? Oh, he hangs out with them. Yeah, no, he, no, he hangs out with them. Oh, I thought you said I. But he will give you everything you want. I thought you said I hang out with them. And treat you very nicely like a queen. Oh, no, no. And he, adore you. But he, oh, he will respect oh, you. He doesn't respect me because he's cheating on me. He oh. could break up with me and literally go to. You wouldn't. You still not, not marry him? That's not. No. Right. He'll take care of you. Everything. That's not. No. That is a part of my life. Joanna. No. Hey. He's very rich, oh, and very handsome. He's very handsome. <laughs> but you see that is exactly what we are trying to do with God that's why we are not finding him you know because we are telling God yeah I still want to hang around my friends I still want all this worldly stuff but um, I'll come to church on Sunday when we are having some program I'll still go but I still want to do all this stuff I mean you are not serious you know you and God which of them should go and wait for the other you think God should go and wait for you or you should go and wait for God? Yeah, you should go and wait for God. So God will be gone, cry, you'll be behind. Anyway, the point is, I was talking about memorizing scripture. All these things are junk that fill your mind. You cannot memorize scripture. If your mind is filled with worldly songs, and when I talk about worldly songs, I'm not talking about um, sexually explicit songs. Right? Those ones, you know, you shouldn't even engage yourself in. That's garbage. Right? I'm talking about songs that are sung by people in the world. People who Jesus Christ is not their Lord and Master. Right? Why should that have something to do with a song that the person who sang the song does not worship Jesus and does not submit to Jesus? Um, but Jesus said you shall know them by their fruits so if I don't see the fruits see even me even so called gospel songs it's not every gospel song that I listen to because if I see your fruits you claim to be a Christian but you are going for somebody's husband I'm not listening to your song period oh I look at that because it affects my spirituality. 
you will understand as you get closer to God. You know, there are, there are some, as you see, when you are coming to God, right, and you are here, and you are coming to God, there are some things that you can get by with. But as you come close, because he's pure and holy, so as you come close, you realize that there are certain things you still cannot hang on to if you really want to approach. So you have to shed off some things. So if you are here, you can still hang on to some things, but not when you really want to come closer. The closer you want to come, the more things you have to get rid of. So even gospel Sorry? Even so-called gospel music, so-called, so-called. There are so many so-called gospel music that there's no spirit in them. The Bible, you know, Galatians talked about it in Galatians, uh, no, Ephesians 5.18. It says, be filled with the spirit, singing to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. So it's not every song that is spiritual. The kind of song that fills the spiritual Christian as spiritual songs, not carnal, fleshly songs. You getting me? That's why there are some worship songs, you just hear them playing, immediately you feel God's presence around. There are other songs, you people jumping, whatever, everything, it's just human excitement. There's no God in it. You might as well put on Michael Jackson and have us dance. <laughs> Anyway, we were talking about this scripture here. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And any tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. So this is, this is the thing. When you have demonic dreams, what demons are trying to do is that they are trying to pass judgment on you. So for instance, you have a dream, a demonic dream, where your house catches on fire. Right? So, some demon is trying to pass judgment on you that your house should catch on fire. Right? So when you wake up, you shouldn't just let it go. You have to let that demon know that you know who you are and you know that you are power than them. That's why I say, no weapon formed against your children and every tongue so the dream that you're having is like the tongue of the demon speaking something in the dream against you. So if you rise against you in judgment, then who will condemn it? You. So you get up and say, this dream that I had, I cancel it in the name of Jesus. My house will not catch fire. This house is surrounded with the blood of Jesus. I condemn this dream. Wherever it's coming from, it will not come to pass. Yes. Of course. No, 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 no. The demons don't hear what is in your head. Actually, what? Yeah, no, no. Demons don't hear what is in your head. It's only God who hears what's in your head. The devil doesn't know your thoughts. He only can guess, and he's, he's, a, he's good at guessing. But when you are praying and making declaration, you have to say it loud. I, I just had this dream. I refuse this dream. It will not happen. I cancel it. You're having a dream, and you... You are going to write chemistry next week and you're having a dream and you're in the chemistry exam and you couldn't answer the question and you are peeing all over yourself in the exam room. <laughs> right? What kind of dream is this? Uh, but, but still, you still have to wake up and rebuke it. If it's a flesh dream, you don't lose anything. Right? So you wake up and say, this dream that I, 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 I refuse, I refuse to accept 
that I will be struggling in the chemistry exam. No, I have the mind of Christ. I am the head and not the tail. I am above only and not beneath. I will do well in this exam. Any spiritual assignment to cause me to fail in this exam, I cancel it in Jesus' name. Amen. That's it. That dream, you are, what you have done is you have removed the power from that dream to come to pass. So it will no longer happen. Do you understand? That's how come the devil controls people's lives. He just passes judgment on them in demonic dreams and they wake up and they don't do anything about it you know people if actually even get spirits of lust and whole lot of demons through dreams right they're just there you're dreaming and then you are a nice young man who don't you don't have anything to do with all these sexual things you just by yourself and all of a sudden you have this dream and then this beautiful lady in the dream comes makes love to you and then you are so into the thing and then you wake up. And then you don't do anything about it. Hey! You're joking. All of a sudden you realize that your life has changed. You all of a sudden you are interested in girls. You are interested in all those sexual things. <laughs> when you wake up from such a dream, what should you do? You should pray. You should condemn it. I will not come under the rule of any sexual spirit. You condemn and cancel that dream. Are you with me? I am with you. You sleep and some spirit comes to have sexual intercourse with you. Wait, wait. When you wake up. Oh, sorry? When it like shows like someone else having sex with you, that means it's the Yes, yes. You have to wake up and cancel it. You have to condemn negative dreams. Don't let it slide by. Are you with me? So when I tell you guys, take your dreams seriously, I'm not only talking about the nice dreams that come from God. The demonic dreams that you have, take them seriously as well. Don't just ignore it. When you wake up, you condemn it. You cancel it. You say, in the name of Jesus this dream, I cancel it. Any effect you have had on me whilst I slept, I, I cancel it with the blood of Jesus. Are you with me? Are you being helped? Any question? Okay, let's move on. See, Jeremiah, what God told Jeremiah. Nana, can you read? Continue. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Amen. Amen. Another good scripture to memorize. That's not too long. I memorized the whole of Psalm 91. At some point in my journey, the whole psalm, <laughs> Psalm 91, good, good chapter to memorize. Yes. See, 
I'm talk- I've showed this scripture because how are you going to condemn the dream? You, the devil doesn't hear jargon. The words the devil fears is not your words, but the word of God. Are you, are you hearing me? So you, don't, you can't make up big English words to scare the devil. It, it doesn't, English words don't scare him. It's God's word that scares him. Even when he came to Jesus, Jesus didn't even speak his own words. He spoke. He said, it is written. Then the devil was running. So if you don't store up God's word in your heart, eh, and you have demonic dreams, you, you, stru- you struggle trying to condemn it. At some point, what I did was I went through the Bible. I, I did not want to wait to have demonic dreams to be looking for scriptures. So I went through the Bible and collected scriptures, and I categorized them. These scriptures are for when I have this kind of attack. These ones are for when I have this kind. So the moment I have it, I know where to go. <laughs> and then I use the scripture, because the scripture is the weapon. It's the bullets that the devil is afraid of. So I pick it immediately. That's what God was telling Jeremiah. He says, I have put my words in your mouth. What are you to do with those words? To root out and to pull down, to throw down, to plant, to destroy. Destroy what? All the judgments that the demons are trying to pass over you. That you will not do well in school. Hey? You know, in secondary school in Ghana, and now it still happens. Even here, it still happens. Just that you people, you are not very spiritual, so you don't see. You think everything is what you see. When in secondary school in Ghana and boarding school, we have something we call prep time, right? So prep time is when it's evening. So we go to we go to class in the morning, right? In the, in the morning till afternoon. Then you go to dining hall. And then in the evening, we're all supposed to go back to class and study on our own. So it's for two hours. We go to prep and study on our own. And there are some people, they never go to prep time. When we are prepping, they are sleeping. And yet, they are the students that do very well. And the ones who study during prep time are bombing. They are not doing well. You know why? Because some of them are using demonic powers. Whilst you are studying, they go and lie on your bed and put their head on your pillow. So everything you are studying (laughs) is going to their head by spiritual Bluetooth. (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Judah is tired. Don't, 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 don't disturb him. Give me a high five. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, you'll be in school studying, studying, but not doing very well. Right? And that's why you have to pray. You're going through school, you have to pray. I, I'm working in my workplace. I'm the only black guy in my workplace. The only black guy. So is there a black girl? Or is no. I'm the only black person oh. in my workplace. With all the top, top people who sit meetings, I'm the only black person there. Asian and white people. White people. And I'm the only black person. Now, you see, if I just take things for granted and think that, oh, yeah, I'm smart and whatever, and I don't pray, 
Hmm. The devil will just take me out, just like that. So you too, don't think that you are just smart, you just study and whatever. I tell you a joke. You want to listen to a joke? And then we'll close. Yes, After this, okay, we'll stop. We'll, we'll stop here with my joke. There were these students who believed strongly that it's all about studying hard in school, which is true, but it's not always true. It's all about studying hard. You don't need God. You, God cannot help you. You just need to study hard and you do very well. So, they were studying, steady, 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 went to write the exam. And the exam questions came. Whatever he was studying last night was exactly the question that came. So he was full of excitement. Started to write, writing, 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 writing. Then he got to the point, has it happened to you guys before where sometimes you forget how to spell is? No. Yeah. Is like is, like is. or the, right? Some very common words, and then in the exam you forget how to spell it, right? So you know, you know what, what happened to this guy? You know what he forgot to spell? He forgot how to spell why. And then he was stuck. Couldn't proceed. And the exam was Did over. He forgot how to write the letter Y. Hey. Yeah. How to write it. How to write it. But just saying it, quote unquote, to spell it. But how to write the letter Y. How do you write it? Is right is do you write Y like this or do you write it like this? That's called a brain freeze or whatever. All of a sudden, the chip, <laughs> the chip just gives up on you, and then you realize that. What? Yeah. You realize that yes, you have to study, but you also need God. You also need God. There are people who in the exam room faint and they just die. It happens. Things happen anywhere, anywhere, right? So that's why you need God. I want to close by telling you, if you respond correctly to your dreams, you have to prioritize God's word in your life. That's the bottom line, what we've talked about today. Compared to the word of God, you need to know God's word. The witness or testimony of the spirit Jesus said, the Holy Spirit, he will not speak of himself, but he will hear what I've said and he will repeat it unto you. So even the testimony of the Holy Spirit is always in line with the word of God. Then we are talking of condemning negative dreams. You don't do that by big English. You do that by God's word. The word of God says this, right? You had a dream. And somebody's putting their hand in your pocket and taking your money. Right? When you wake up from such a dream, how do you condemn it? Um, I take my money back. <laughs> <laughs> that one is just English language, Michaela. You have to find scripture. The Bible says, when the thief is caught, 
he shall be made to restore sevenfold. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I have caught you. You put your hand in my pocket. I command you, whatever you took away from my pocket, return it seven times. Amen. More than seven. I am just declaring God's word. You see, I just declared God's word. Then I just say, in Jesus' name, amen. So powerful. Isn't it powerful? So, what I'm challenging you all to do is, 2019, we are all going to embark on a journey with the mandate, with the, with the goal, by the end of 2019, we all want to read through the whole Bible. Oh, I already did that this year. You read through the whole thing? Good. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. We'll start from January 1st, guys. January 1st, I'll give you the scriptures that we need to read. You read it. Now, you, only, you even have your phone, audio Bible. Just put it on audio Bible whilst you are in the shower. You are sitting on the washroom doing your own thing. The thing is playing. <laughs> you are listening to scriptures. Amen? That's how I am. I'm just a normal, practical person. Right? Don't waste any time. Play the scriptures. When I'm driving, Bible is, is I'm saying praying. Bible is playing. Right? And let's read through the whole Bible. As you do that, you see, will you understand everything you read? I guarantee you no. But will you increase in your knowledge of God? I guarantee you yes. As you do that, you begin to know so many things. Now, when I'm beginning to talking about some things in the Bible, you remember, oh, yeah, I read this. I know about this. Then you can connect to. Then all of a sudden, you realize that you can hear God's voice more. Because the Holy Spirit can speak to you more. All right. If you leave me, I'll keep talking and talking and talking. So let's end here. Um, whether it's next week or the following week, I don't know. We'll continue from number four to number seven. There's a lot that I have to say here. Number six? And here. And number five? And here. And, seven. and all of them. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot in there. So please don't miss, don't miss the services that are left in this year. Okay? Any question? Please do your friends a favor and invite them, okay? Invite your friends to come and hear these things. Yes? Can we have another movie night? Yeah. Can we have another movie night? I mean, I'm busy. The which one I gave? No, but there's something else. Watch the which one? The hate you give. It's about like um, black. The what? Hate you give. Like, no, hate you give. Yeah. Read the book first. The book is really good. I've never even heard of it. It's a Christian movie. It's not a Christian movie. It's a racist movie. Yeah, it's about racist movie. Oh. And basically, one of his close friends ends up dying, getting shot by the police. So then, like, it's like her story. All right, I'll think about. Bow means we might have a movie night list, but as to the movie we'll watch, I I don't know. Please, we'll, we'll figure it out, okay? Yeah. Let's be on our feet as we pray. Have you learned something? Yeah. Yeah? Good. Let's pray. Now, you want to pray and ask God to open your understanding into God's word and give you a determination to read his word in the coming year. Let's pray. Close your eyes and pray.
Guys, we're praying. And I ask Michaela to pray for us. Amen. Amen. Shall we share the grace? Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. He anoints my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. And I will study God's word. And I will study God's word forever. Amen. Amen.